the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung, and today I have a very special guest joining me today that I'm excited to talk to. We have a lady who's been a member of our church for a long time, right? Yeah, yes. quite long. Yes, we have Miss Sue Warson here with us today. Sue, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing these. Yes, it's been very fun doing these, but I'm excited to get to talk to you today. What is have you done anything fun yet today? How's your day been? It's still early. Um, it's been great. I got up and walked two miles because it's going to be like 90 today, and I don't really like doing two miles in 90-degree weather. Yeah. So, And I did the laundry. That's always fun. Oh, so fun. Nice. Yeah, it is still kind of early. Do you have any more fun plans the rest of the day? Oh, the lawns. Mowing lawns, yeah. Nice. That's so, always a good time. But that'll be hot too, won't it? Yeah, but you're on a riding mower. Do you listen to like music or anything while you do it? Yeah, I do listen to music. What do you listen to? I listen to whatever I have had my daughter download on my iPod. Nice. I'm older. <laughs> I go older. That's funny. That's okay. Great. Well, I have a few things to talk to you about today. But yes. first, for the people that don't really know you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Family, jobs, hobbies, stuff like that. Sure, sure. Um, well, like you said, my name is Sue Warson. I'm married to Stu, my husband. We've been married for 39 years. Um, we have three kids. We have a daughter, Stephanie. She lives in Chicago. She went there for a semester when she was at Calvin and refused to return afterwards. Oh. Well, I mean, she does come home periodically. <laughs> uh, we have a son, Scott, who lives up in Manistee. He's 36. He works for the National Forest Service. Cool. Dream job for him. He gets to yes. be outside and looking at nature and everything. And then we have a daughter, Stacy, who lives in Hudsonville. She has a four-year-old and twins that were yet one yesterday. <gasps> Exciting. And as long as you keep feeding them cupcakes, they're happy all day. Cupcakes. Chocolate or vanilla? Uh, they generally like vanilla, or maybe she only feeds them vanilla because they're less messy. That's true. Not sure. That makes sense, though. I'll look into it. Okay, you should ask. Um, oh, jobs. Yes, I have. Well, I've had several jobs in my life. The two most long running were I worked at Legacy Christian for 20 years. Um, never really interviewed for the job. I came into sub one time and they just kept saying, how about one more year? How about one more year? And I ended up being there 20 years without ever really having it. So interview. you were a 20 year sub? <laughs> well, I became a real person oh. after, after a while. But um yeah, and then I also worked at Sandy's Restaurant for 45 years. Um, started when I was 13. I may have illegally told them I was my sister. <laughs> oh, So for the snap. first week, they called me my sister's name, but then they let me stay. So 45 years later, I finally retired when the twins were born. Wow. So you just retired a year ago. Correct. Were you always a server there, or what did you do when you worked there? The first year I was there, I was a dishwasher, and then the, from then on, yeah, I got moved to server. Nice. Is that why so many people know you? Well, we'll, we'll say so, yes. Yes. Every time we go somewhere, someone stops to you to talk to you. Sorry. You're a popular lady, Sue. Thank you. That's okay. Um, oh, hobbies? Hobbies. Yes, I would like to talk to you about my hobbies. Um... I don't really have, well, during COVID, I did just develop a new hobby. I like to go for rides in the car on mm. roads that I didn't know where they were going. 
I would just start driving and like an hour later, I would call my husband and say, I think I'm in Kalamazoo. <laughs> and I would always play Garth Brooks or Simon and Garfunkel because nice. they would bring me back to my past. And um, it just, it was very enjoyable. I not know this about you. Well, that's what these podcasts are for. Yes, to learn more about you. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about you. I'm today. afraid so. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's funny. Um, do you yep. still do that? Yeah, I love it. That's how I, well, my husband tries to tell me he's going to cut back my gas allowance, but <laughs> then I reminded him what's mine is his and vice versa. Well, oh. mostly what's his is mine, I think would be more appropriate. Um, Probably. As far as other hobbies, um, my hobby is more, I love to seek out adventures. Yes. I like to do things that most people think you would, I would never do. Like I've gone skydiving. I've taken a trapeze class. I've done um, what? Uh, improv at Second City in Chicago. Yeah. I just like to try weird stuff. I you get cooler the more I talk to you. <laughs> Even though you're always like, I'm old, but that's okay. You're still you cool. Can, you can be old and adventurous. Yes. Um, oh, do you want me to keep going? Or do you want me to yes. ask? Do you want to ask me what the funniest joke is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been into dumb jokes lately so i want to know what's the funniest joke you've heard lately then i can add it to my list of jokes i'm not really good at jokes but oh did i tell you i sold my vacuum on marketplace no it was just collecting dust oh. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say it sucks because of vacuum <laughs> it's still a joke it was collecting dust <laughs> And um, my four-year-old's favorite joke, which she tells people she doesn't even know, but she meets them, is, do you know how to make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. Put, you have to shake your shoulders oh, when you do it. Boogie. Put a little boogie in it. That's funny. It's funnier from a four-year-old than a... Yeah, than from us. Than a mature adult. Oh, mature. Which we try to portray <laughs> ourselves as. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Anything else we should know about you? I don't, I can't think of anything unless okay. you have something you need to. Trying to think. You don't know how to say calzone. I do know how to say calzone. I don't like to say it the right way. Okay. That's fair. They're calzones. No, there's not the extra A in there. Anyway. Yes. Moving on. Yes. But I did think people should know that you will say calzone wrong if you talk to them. I think they should, because we all have a weak area. And mine is, I mispronounced calzone. What's yours? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You're the interviewer. <laughs> I probably have something. What's mine, Sue? We'll talk later. Okay, sounds good. Great. Um, I want to know a little bit about your time here at First Cutlerville. Mm -hmm. You've been a member here for a while, but how, I don't know how long. How long have you been a member I here? believe that I have been a member here for approximately 40 years. Nice. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. In what ways have you been involved here? Like what ministries or stuff um, like that? I, years ago I did, um, well, it's Gems now, it was Kelvinettes then, and they actually had a charm course, which I don't understand why the Kelvinettes had to have the charm course and the cadets didn't. But, What's um, a charm course? They taught you how to stand when you were photographed, oh. so that you looked better and what kind of clothes to wear and um oh my goodness 
that's probably why I turned out so charming. Yeah, you're so charming from your charm class. Yeah. Um, I did that. I did Kids Hope for many years. I was on the Karen Fellowship Committee, the Transitions Committee. Um, I've been working with a great girl on the Post High group now. Oh, snap. She sounds fun. And, um, oh, and now, most recently, I became a Shepherd Elder. Nice. There was one you said, what's the Karen's one? Oh, Karen Fellowship? Yeah, what's oh, that? Well, that was just a committee. It used to do, like, the church picnic and all that stuff. I was the head of that for Oh, fun. Nice. Do you have one that you really enjoy doing? Like what's been your top one or don't you have one that you like more? I don't really have a top one. I really enjoy what you and I do together with mm -hmm. the post ties. Um, I enjoy the shepherd elder thing. I really enjoy kids hope because you get to meet kids who your path might not necessarily cross with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I, you have multiple different kids with kids hope or did you ever like stick with one kid like until they were like from like, kindergarten until I think they're done at fifth grade or something like that. Yeah, I had multiple kids. Interestingly, one kid I had actually ended up becoming homeless. I found out later he lived out of a car with his dad. Years later, years, I was in my backyard and there's a knock on the door and there's an adult gentleman. And I went to the door and he said, don't you remember me? And it was him and he had come Aww. back because I had had him over at my house. Sometimes when they were homeless, he would come and stay for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, he was an adult, and he came back and just said thank you. And oh, it was so cool. I know. How sweet. So cool. Great. Well, let's get into a little bit of the shepherd eldering. Yes. Um, so what does it mean to be a shepherd elder? Okay. Um, well, you and I have spoke about this earlier, but mm -hmm. let me just tell you where I got my picture of what an elder was when yes. I was growing up. My dad was often an elder, and when he got voted in, he would sit us kids down and say, okay, I'm an elder now. All eyes are on my family. You can't screw up. Hmm. Well, we were middle schoolers, and I don't think you usually pre-plan your <laughs> screw-ups when you're a middle schooler. No. They come kind of randomly. Yeah. But um, that was always kind of scary. And he would always make us study the Heidelberg Catechism prior to house visitation, in case one of the elders asked us a question about it. Yeah. So the office of elder kind of was scary to me in the beginning, but mm -hmm. then our church developed shepherd elders and the job description was you walk beside people. And suddenly it became very exciting to me because I also saw the shepherd part in my dad in that um, if we were out driving and he saw someone hitchhiking, he would make us kids move over he'd pick up the hitchhiker mm. he would have people with problems come over and he would sit out in the car and talk to them about them um he would take us down to the oakway hotel with him to visit and it was like a rescue place for people with mental illness mm. um he just acted out the shepherd part all the time so when i found out that i had a chance to be that i was very excited because um yeah that's that's my goal in life is, mm -hmm. is to walk beside people in pain or give people any guidance I can or. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So you kind of saw the scary side of it, the intimidating side, but also the other part of like more comforting and like mm -hmm. walking alongside right. people that, and that part excited you. Right. The, the disciplining did not excite me. The caring, the sharing, the walking beside, I love. Mm -hmm. Cool. Is there kind of like a description of what, is there like a one sentence description of what a shepherd elder is? How would you describe it? I don't know if there's a one sentence. I put it in 
in my own words, what it meant to me, and that is to walk beside the hurting and the ones who need help them to be a light for them to see Christ through me. Mm. That's how I would describe what I would want my job yeah. to be. I feel like you do that well. How long have you been in LA? Mm, I think it's going on two years. Really? Look at you go. What a lady. Um, so you kind of touched on this, how your dad did good, did a good job of like shepherding people even outside of church. Like he just was a shepherd to mm-hmm. everyone around him. And I feel like you do that as well. So in what ways do you feel like you shepherd people? That's a good question. Um, and a lot of it comes from the jobs I had working at the restaurant for 45 years. Mm-hmm. I had many people cross my paths. Um, for example, we had a dishwasher who was an African-American man. He was in jail for 35 years due to second degree murder. But the interesting thing is he was not the one. It was a drug deal that went bad. He was not the one with the weapon. The other gentleman had the weapon, but he could afford a real attorney the Hanson, the man that I met, um, had a court-appointed attorney. He ended up getting 35 years. The man who did the crime got eight years. Mm. But so he had never really been out in the world. When he got out, he came to the restaurant and served as a dishwasher. The first day we met, we discovered we both shared a love of God. And suddenly mm. everything else melted away. Color, mm. color didn't matter. Age didn't matter. I mean, and we would get together and discuss the Bible and stuff like that. And I mean, I just love getting to know him. He needed help. He did not have a driver's license. He didn't know how to work a credit card. He still had to go to some interviews with the FBI. Um, He needed someone to take him. It was just, it was very interesting for me. Mm -hmm. Another example is one time when I was waiting on a table, it was a a young guy and a woman Mm -hmm. and a little kid and they were, all three of them were crying. Mm -hmm. And I thought either the food is really bad or (laughs) there's a bigger problem. Yeah. And so I said, can I help you in any way? And they said, we need to get out of our house. We're living with a guy and we just found out he's dealing drugs and we have this one-year-old baby. Yeah. So when I got out of work, I spent the day contacting everyone I could to try to find a place for them. Ended up finding a gentleman who was willing to clean out an office building he had and let them move in there just Mm -hmm. to get him out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, every time I do something I say, thanks, Dad, because I realize I'm doing what I'm doing because of the lessons I learned from yeah. him. But And also my work at um, school. Mm-hmm. Years later, you form a relationship, and years later, kids will come to you with things. You think they forget you. I one time got a phone call in the middle of the night from a student from 10 years prior mm-hmm. crying because he realized he had an alcohol problem, and he didn't dare share it with his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of things where I just thank God for putting me in a position where I can be some kind of a light to someone. Yeah. That's really cool. Great. Um, so outside of the podcast, we've talked a little bit how you feel like, um, and you kind of just touched on this, that at your other jobs, you feel like you shepherd people in your everyday life, even if you didn't have the title of shepherd elder. Um, can you, I guess you kind of already covered this, but do you have any other stories of like, I don't know, a little bit more about that, like how you shepherd people in your everyday life, even like 
I guess to backtrack a little bit, your life probably didn't change a ton when you got the title of Shepherd Elder because you were doing it already. Is that? that that's very interesting because people that don't know me well will say, well, how do you like it now? You get to, you get to be a shepherd elder. And mm -hmm. I say, prior to this, I couldn't be an elder. I mean, our church, we didn't have female elders, mm -hmm. but no one has ever been able to stop me from shepherding. Mm -hmm. um, a good example is I have a neighbor girl. She lives two doors down. And even if you don't believe in God, I think you understand when someone else does. Mm -hmm. And she knows, you know, that I believed in God. We talked about it a little bit. She never really cared until her dad got cancer and she came to my house crying and she said, I don't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. She truly did not know how to pray, but she knew this was the time she needed to. Mm -hmm. And so she came in and we talked for a long time and we prayed and um, yeah, it's just, I think if people know that you believe in that you have faith, they'll come mm -hmm. to you. Maybe not always, but when they need you and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Great. Well, thank you for sharing those stories. I think it's good for people to hear like that. It's more of a lifestyle than not just like a title at church, like being an elder and stuff like that. Cause I think being like a shepherd elder, admin elder, deacon can be kind of intimidating. And that's like, people are getting to more toward the age of, they might be like elected for one of those. Mm -hmm. They're like, that's scary and intimidating. I don't know if I'm like fit for that. So it's cool to hear like, it doesn't have to be different than what you're already doing. So, can Very I say cool. one, yes. one more thing on that subject of being intimidating? I actually, in my devotions this morning, I was reading about Moses and how God calls him and he's going to lead the people out. Mm -hmm. And Moses is like, whoa, 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 you must have made a mistake, God. I, I can't even talk good, yeah. you know? And oh, and God's like, no, don't. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, You take what you have and I'll provide the rest. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we become intimidated mm -hmm. and we don't realize that God has this plan He's not making a mistake when he calls you to do something. He's mm -hmm. going to give you what you need mm -hmm. to fulfill what he wants. Yeah. Very true. Very cool. I often think of Moses when I do like my work stuff because I'm not always the most eloquently spoken person. And then I think of Moses who said like the same thing. He's like, I don't talk good, basically is what he said. And God is like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I can do it through you. Even if you have a little bit of a stutter or something, we don't know what it was, but like, that's what I always say when Pastor Josh is like, same way we need you to talk on Sunday. I'm like, but I stutter and I'm awkward. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It's okay. So yes, very true. Very cool. You're not that awkward. I'm a little <laughs> awkward sometimes, but that's okay. It's part of my charm. <laughs> um, another thing I like to ask on this podcast is what is the biggest life lesson that you've learned? It can be like in a church sense or just in life or in your family. Just a life lesson. Okay. Um, I'm glad you gave me that ahead of time because it's not something you think about no. all the time. Yeah. Can I do two life lessons? Um, I suppose. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was picturing this. I don't know why. We were talking about caves. I don't know if we were talking about Mammoth Cave or whatever. And I was picturing what it would be like to be in a cave alone. And all of a sudden, for some reason, all the lights went out. And you, I mean, it would be horrifying and you yes. wouldn't know where you were. Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself, it would only take one person to light a cigarette lighter or whatever you call them nowadays. And, <laughs> and that would give you hope. And the life lesson to me is that sometime, once again, we're talking about our imperfections. Sometimes 
we don't do something because we think we're not good enough. But mm -hmm. I thought in a dark tunnel, sometimes all people need is one little light to mm -hmm. give them hope. They don't need the big spotlight with the rechargeable batteries and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to remind myself, if I can just be one little light in a dark tunnel, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. And the other life lesson I thought, and I've learned this the hard way sometimes, is that a lot of times listening is more important than talking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to tell people what you think or whatever, mm -hmm. but a lot of times you're going to gain so much more from listening. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm just going to listen to you. No, that's not what this is. <laughs> That's not what this is, but I, I agree. I think that's very true. I, I find that a lot of times in like a ministry sense, some mm -hmm. like students just need to talk. They don't always right. need me to like give my insight. A lot of times, like sometimes that's what they want. They want insight, but other times it's like they just need someone to talk to. And, and you can't fix every problem. No. But just sometimes being heard mm -hmm. is more important. Yes, absolutely. Great. I think those are very good. Thank you for sharing both of your lives. Lice. <laughs> Life lessons. Yeah, it's hard to say life lessons. <laughs> life like lessons. Calazone. Calazone. There's not an A in it though, but it's. Well, not. there's one A. Yeah, but you put it in the wrong spot. Oh, I didn't know you couldn't move letters around. Sue, didn't you were worked in a school helping kids read? Yeah, that's why all the kids I helped read say calazone now. I'm sure they do. That's funny. Great. Well, thank you for talking a little bit about your time at First Colorville, what it means to be an elder, and what it looks like in your daily life. Um, I have some fun questions for us. I love fun questions. Great. I really just like Googled like funny questions. Mm -hmm. So I have three. We'll see how many we get to. Okay. Sure. Sound good. So my first one is, if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest, in your opinion? I am going to go with the hyena because from what i've heard all they do is laugh at everyone that's true hence the word laughing hyena yes it's like if i told you i lost my wallet and you just started laughing i would think that was rude yes. so i'm gonna go with hyena lock it in hit the buzzer i think that's a good answer is there any bad answer no well i can't think of any animal that I, that you couldn't like somehow make seem rude. What about you know? a puppy? Well, they do pee on the They floor. pee on stuff, so that's rude. <laughs> so I feel like there's all of them could be rude in some sense. I don't know that an elephant would be rude. They just seem like gentle giants to me. What about bunnies? They eat stuff, don't they? That's not a bad thing. You eat stuff. But they like <laughs> but they like bite through like fabric and stuff, right? Well, why are you dressing your bunny? Not like my clothes, but like they would bite through a couch. No, I think you're. I think you're confusing them with um, rats. Maybe. Anyway, hyena is a good answer. Thank we'll you. lock. We'll lock that one in. Okay. Um, if you could be on a whoa, if you could be a fly on the wall, who would you want to listen in on? Okay. Well, and I asked you this ahead of time yes. because. I'm really not interested in any like past president or anything like that. And you said I could use Jesus as long as it was when he was on earth. Yes. So the, the fly on the wall I would want to be is Jesus conversation with his disciples the night before he's mm. crucified, because I'm thinking his whole life, he's going around healing people, raising people from the dead, feeding 5,000. I mean, nothing is beyond him. Mm -hmm. And then that night he says, 
I think they're going to take me away. They're going to crucify me. And I can picture the disciples going, wait, you can raise people from the dead and you're just going to, you know, I, I just think it's going to take you. Yeah. How, yeah. how he would explain it. And I, I don't know. I'm still baffled by it. Yes. So I guess I'm more interested than that. And yes. Then Johnny Carson's conversation. Yes, with I agree. Viper. I think that would be very interesting. I think any, I feel like any conversation Jesus had with his disciples where there wasn't a ton of people around would be interesting mm-hmm. to hear because a lot of them, you hear them like the disciples still like had a hard time believing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you just saw him do all these things. But then I think about it in my kind of like how I am, would I be the same as the disciples? Like, this is like crazy stuff. So like trying to see how Jesus would be like, just believe in me and like how he talked to them would be cool to hear. Cause like, and we like are reading words on a page, but we can't like hear the, his tone of voice. Exactly. Stuff. So like, I would like to hear that as well. Because he was one of them at that time. Yeah. You know, it's one thing you understand it. It's hard for you to fathom what a heavenly being is saying, mm-hmm. but he was one of their buddies. I mean, yeah. they laughed and they talked and it'd be hard. My second choice would be pastor Josh and stuff. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> They probably wouldn't like that you said that. <laughs> I can just move in rather than be a fly. Yeah. I'll talk to them. Just add, you'd be, you'd add to the volume of their house that I'm sure is already quite loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd make it just another level of loud. Yeah. Raise yeah. the bar. Yes. Perfect. Um, okay. To you, what is the worst or most annoying catchphrase? Well, as you know, I haven't kept up with the catchphrases, the 2021. Okay. I can tell you um, a couple I don't like. That's fine. I don't like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. What is, yeah. Why would you even dumb. draw attention to being sorry and then say not sorry? So yeah. I don't like that. That is dumb. I don't like the saying, just saying. I mean, obviously you just said it. So why do you need to oh, that is true. say just say saying that. when you just said it? I say that. Just saying. I say that a lot. Maybe not as much anymore, but I say that a lot. And there's one that I find is sometimes confusing for older people, even older than me, and that is LOL. And I will give you an example. I have a friend. What? (laughs) That's not confusing. (laughs) I I have an older friend who got a phone call from his friend, and his friend said, my aunt just died. And my friend said, LOL, thinking it meant lots of love. Oh, no. But it actually meant laugh out loud. Yeah. So I feel like we need to maybe clarify that with the older generation. That could be confusing. I could see that in that context. But, yeah, I think it's just pretty universally known, though, that it means laugh out loud. But no one ever actually laugh out loud when they say LOL. That is true because I always have to clarify when I say LOL to someone that I – if I actually did laugh out loud, I'd say that I actually did LOL. <laughs> Maybe that can be a new catchphrase. Actually did LOL. Yeah, I say that sometimes. I'm As like, opposed I, to LOL. Yes. There is like videos that go around and stuff like me typing like ha 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 LOL to my friends and sitting there with just like a dead face. Which is... See, that's why it's fake. If you're going to LOL, then actually LOL. Yes, I like to let them know that I actually did mm-hmm. LOL. So let's make that a new catchphrase. Okay. Actually LOL. Actually LOL. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Those are my three fun questions. I liked your answers. Thank and you. I feel like actually talking about LOL gives clarity into what it means. Yes. LOL means laugh out loud, not laugh out loud. And if you're not laughing out loud, don't use it. Don't use it. 
because then we're going to start using LOL to mean lots of love. Yeah, we might as well. I think my mom has done that before. Well, you just don't want to do it after somebody says they lost their aunt. Yeah, that's not inappropriate. Inappropriate. Great. Okay. We have just a little, we have like one minute and we're going to do a speed round of this game. Okay. Sure. It's called this or that. Have okay. you heard of that? Mm -hmm. So basically I have a, one option or, and a second option and you have to pick your favorite option. Okay. Okay. So dog or cat? Dog. Um, Don't tell my cat I said that. <laughs> Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Why? Because I've heard too many people tweet weird stuff on yeah. it. Twitter is like, Twitter is like Facebook with no filter is what I've gathered. Right. Yes. Um, cake or pie? I'm going to go with pie because you have more variations. That's true. I like you, pecan. I like coconut cream. Fruit mm -hmm. pies. Yeah. I'm going to go pie. Really? Uh, pie or cinnamon roll? Uh, I can't answer that in light of the fact that I'll hurt your feelings. Oh, no. So pie. Oh, no. I'd pick cinnamon roll. I know. Yes. Uh, big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Really? I like more time with less people than less time with more people. I guess that makes sense. But I feel like you would thrive in a big party situation. You know me pretty well. Yes. You? Um, great. Um, we're almost out of time. So my last one that I ask everyone, Coke or Pepsi? Diet Coke. Okay. Good answer. Great. Well, Sue, this was so fun. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having yes. me. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And well, are you yes. secretly going to go eat cinnamon rolls now? Probably. Thank you for bringing those to me. Sue brought me cinnamon rolls. Anytime. That's what I'm here for. So yummy. Great. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us.